and welcome to another edition of BYOB. Bring your own books, booze, boys, whatever you bring Bubbles. it to be. <laughs> Bubbles. We don't care. Bring it with you. Um, as always, I am Nola Nash and I am drinking my Malibu Splash as long as I can get these. I fear that they're seasonal and I'm going to have to share. Um, you know, being Nola, I am the only one drinking anything today. That is hard, of course. Again, she would be the drinker. It's great. It's me. Sure, I know it's, Kirsten and I were just saying it's four o'clock and I'm saying I'm out. I'm not teaching. My teaching day is over. The bar is open. So <laughs> I've got my Malibus. <laughs> and right over here is Laura Kemp. Hi, and I got nothing and I ate a granola bar before I came downstairs. So I'm kind of thirsty. <laughs> I don't have anything to drink. <laughs> Jealous of my drink. <laughs> and we've got a great friend with us today. We've got Kirsten Moglin who is with us. And I absolutely love this lady. And I hope that you guys, if you've never seen any of her books, we're going to talk about some of her books today. You really need to go read your Kirsten Moglin book. Like it will suck you in. They are so good. Um, I guess you would call them domestic thrillers. Is that what you would call them, Kirsten? Yeah, domestic yeah. or psychological. Some are more psychological than domestic. They are so good. They are so good. I just and read my first one. I'm excited. Yeah. The arrangement after seeing your viral TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I read it so quickly, too. Um, yeah, maybe. I'm That's a very slow reader. Like four or five days is pretty quick for me. I, it actually took me a couple of days to get through um, our little secret just because I kept having to stop and, and do life and work. And that was annoying because I like to, Laura knows, I like to sit down and I will read a book in a day. Like it's just, yes. you know, give up the day and read the book. Mm -hmm. um, but it took me a couple of days to get through our little secret, but y'all totally worth it. And um, we've got some friends joining us today before we kind of get into the nitty gritty here. Diane is here. Diane, I'm so glad you were able to join us. I know you had some things going on earlier today. So glad you could oh. pop in. Patricia Sands is here. Hi, Hi Patricia. Um, Diane is actually joining us from, let's see, where are you, let's see, uh, wait, not Diane, Sharon is joining us from Minnesota, and Diane, of course, has, she's a fan, she knows, Kirsten's <laughs> books, and we love Phyllis, Phyllis is here with us as well, so we've got some great friends joining us today, some fantastic friends. We're going to keep an eye on the comments. So if you have comments or questions for Kirsten or just commenting on the show in general, um, please put those comments in the comment section of wherever you were watching it from. And then we will answer those as we can. If we don't get to all of them, um, I know that we all kind of, you know, we flutter through the comment sections in different places and we'll pop in and answer what we can a little later on as well. So keep those comments coming. Um, Patricia was just watching our mouths move, apparently. Yeah. Um, the sound to work. We're going to talk really slowly. For <laughs> no, she'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm sure she will. And um, yep, can't miss this show. This BYOB is a lot of fun, y'all. We, we have a good time here. So we're really excited to have Kirsten with us. And we're going to talk a little bit about Kirsten's books, but one of the first things that we always do is we like to talk about what we're reading. So we have our whatcha reading time, and this is a great way for us to share what we're reading, but also for you to start adding to your to-be-read list, and most of us have lists longer than we will ever get to, but we always like to share some books because this is how we kind of 
figure out what's what's good out there is by having people share. There's so many books to choose from. How do you know what you want to read unless somebody tells you, hey, that book is really, really great. And Diane, we're going to get to your question here in just a second, because that's a great question for Kirsten, too, because um, that question about celebrating releases, <laughs> Kirsten we could be partying like every day with the number of books that she puts out. Never ending. <laughs> Never ending. Never ending. Um, I am reading right now The Brass Queen by Elizabeth Chatsworth. And I had the privilege of interviewing Elizabeth. She's a lovely lady. Um, and Elizabeth's book, The Brass Queen, is a steampunk Victorian era kind of romance adventure. Um, lots of fun in that steampunk world. So lots of fun. We have a British heroine and an American cowboy um, who's kind of the, you know, her kind of that push and pull kind of thing going on with them. Um, so that's kind of fun. So The Brass Queen by Elizabeth Chatsworth is what I am reading. Laura, what are you working on? Well, I'm working on um, Christmas Memories by Nancy Johnson. I do have to give a shout out to Kirsten. Is it Kirsten or Kirsten? Kirsten. 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 Okay. I, um, I just finished the arrangement. I went upstairs to get the book. I got sidetracked by my husband and my dog. <laughs> I also read the arrangement by Kirsten, <laughs> but I have no book to hold up. Sorry, but I also just started Christmas Memories. It's kind of getting to be that season. Yeah. And this is neat. This is just a, a series of short stories, kind of um, life vignettes. Um, she's also a cook. So mm -hmm. she has recipes in here, which is kind of neat. And, and each story is mm, maybe two to three pages long. So it's nice before you go to bed. You can oh, read. Good. I feel like I'm reading fast when I read this book. because <laughs> I'm, so like, I'm so proud of myself. I read like 10 chapters. And I <laughs> two to three pages. And I have, um, she had a recipe for um, fudgy brownies that mm -hmm. I read last night. And then on the next page, pickled beets. So <laughs> whatever your tank buds require so yeah and i also know nancy she's just she's wonderful she has a book called life is good that i've also read that is similar to christmas memories just little life vignettes but these all revolve around the holidays mm -hmm. nancy's a great lady out christmas memories love nancy too kirsten now I, I know you are constantly writing do you ever get yeah. a chance to read i do i read i still read every day just about um, I read to go to bed. So sometimes it's three pages before I fall asleep and sometimes it's several chapters, but I also do audio books um, when I'm getting ready for the day, when I'm driving, when I'm in the shower, all that. So the book that I'm reading right now is an audio book and I don't have a picture of it, um, but it's Rising Strong by Brene Brown. Renee Ooh. Brown is awesome. Isn't I, um, wonderful? She's amazing. I'm obsessed with her. I'm I'm way late on the Brene Brown train because I just found her um, Netflix special last year. And I, I sent my friend a message. I was like, if you've never heard of this lady, she has a great... And she's like, oh, girl, <laughs> I'm, I'm way ahead of you. I've read all her books. And so I've been listening to her audio because I just like, I love the way she speaks. And it, mm -hmm. it, makes, it brings the whole book to a new level. So... I've read almost all of hers now, and, I, and that's the one I'm, I'm currently listening a to. A lot of her, her, her stuff, kind of her little clips of her talking, you know, yeah. like speaking at conferences and things, tend to make it into our professional development or yeah. you know, our teacher training. Um, she's just really cool. I love her perspective on yeah. things. Oh, I mean, yeah. Brene Brown is awesome. She respects her mindset. Mm -hmm. Exactly. How you think about things. So. Exactly. What's the name of the book again? 
Rising Strong. Rising Rising Strong by Brene Brown. Um, Sharon's reading The Spires by Kate Moretti and says it is really good so far. We've got some good books to uh, talk about. Now, I finished reading it again. I don't have a copy of it because it was on my Kindle, but I I read our little secret before I started the breastfeeding. So I have a picture of both of those books actually on a slide that we're going to show later on um, because Kirsten's got some great covers too. Mm -hmm. Your most recent one is Widow Falls, right? Yes. That's so cool because the the waterfall is going through the O, isn't it? Um, Yes. I love the cover and we're going to show you guys. These are great. (laughs) Now, Kirsten, we we talked to you before. I mean, Laura and I have had had various conversations with you, but we're going to kind of recap some of the things that we've talked to you about because, of course, the listeners have not had the same conversations with you. But we've talked to you before about your covers and the fact that you designed the cover for the arrangement. Did you do the cover for uh, Widow Falls as well? I did. Yeah, I do all my covers except my very early, like three, there are three in the beginning that I didn't do, but I've done almost all of mine now. That's impressive. And they're really good covers. I mean, you you are really good at like zeroing in on that mm-hmm. eye-catching element that's going to pull a reader in. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a talent. I don't care how many times people say, well, you can't judge a book by its cover. Yes, you absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There is a whole lot to be said for the cover of a book. And I mean, we get really excited when we see a great cover. Um, I mean, there, a cover can really pull you in and tell you an awful lot about the book without saying, you know, without having a word on it. Yeah. So you're really great at, at doing that. Now, Laura and I have also talked to you before about traditional publishing and self-publishing. And those are very different worlds. Right. But you've been in both of them. Tell us a little bit about your experiences there. So I have been an indie author for, out of my 29 books, 27 are indie. Good God almighty. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> Two have been traditional um, just this year. So I had one in July that was traditional, and then I have one coming up in in November. That will be my second one. Um, and they're definitely very different worlds. Um, you know, with the indie side of things, I have control over everything. Just like you're saying, I do all my own covers. Um, you know, I, I do my own formatting. I hire my own editor. I hire my proofreader. So I really, I decide what story I want to write, and I have a hand in every part of it. Where with traditional, it's very much a team effort. You know, I collaborate with my editor on the book that I'm going to write. Um, we come to an agreement on the like outline of it. I write it and it goes through like three different editors and they do the cover. So it's just very collaborative, um, which is good for some people. I pr- really love having the control. Um, so I, I, I love being an indie, um, but I, I've enjoyed the experience that comes with traditional as well. Just just getting to see how the other side of the world works, I guess, um, and, and getting some experience and getting to learn from people who love what they do and are amazing at what they do. I'm intimidated by self-publishing and I don't know. I mean, it's it's really, like a lot people, yeah, I like, think the people who make a living at it and who are really successful at it, I am, yeah. I'm truly in awe of them. Thank Absolutely. You. am. Like Laura said, it's a lot to learn. How long did it take you to get proficient at, oh, at man. what you're so, doing? I've been doing this for five years. I didn't get successful at all. Like I didn't even break even until last year. So about three years of really learning and trial and error. Um, but 
I had no idea what I was doing when I started. I knew I didn't even know like the self-publishing world existed. I was really just like trying to figure out, um, you know, kind of my footing because I really wanted to be published. And I kind of got in contact with several self-published authors that they were like, you should try this. They're, they're really successful groups on Facebook. You know, you can learn everything. And I Googled and watched YouTube videos. And like I said, I didn't design my first covers because I just had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I just started doing it. And I, I wasn't doing it well. I was learning on the job and um, putting things out and then having to, you know, go back and change a cover or change a blur because it wasn't working. Um, I didn't know anything about ads. It took ads courses forever um, to learn. And I'm still learning, you know, ads change all the time. So it's definitely a lot to learn, but there's so many resources out there. And like, I'm a researcher. I want to learn everything I can. I want to have a hand in everything. And so like, I love that portion of it. I love getting to like take a course and then feel like I've really accomplished something and put it into use. And it helps when you love what you're doing. You know, they always say, if you love what you're doing, you don't work a day in your life. And so even though there are days where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to take this ads course or I really don't want to do a newsletter, I always love what I'm doing. And at the end of the day, it's, that makes it so much more enjoyable. And to be able to just be a writer and to know that you have, it might've taken some time, but you have built this career for yourself. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, the luck of the draw and, and winding up on the top of some editors or, you know, publisher slush pile yeah. that, you know, we all feel like we've been buried <laughs> under at some point or another, yeah. you know, it, you do have that ability to say, this is the book that I'm proud of. This is the book that I want to get out there. And I am going to do this. Yeah. And that part of it intrigues me and draws me in because I like that. And I think Laura would agree. I mean, we're both well, you know, we're educators both by trade. You know, we I like think. the control. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think because we both write cross genre, mm -hmm. Nolan, I, that sometimes the publishing world feels that there's not really a place for us yeah. on sure. the bookshelf mm -hmm. because we don't fit in the cozy mystery section. We don't necessarily just fit in the paranormal or the romance mm -hmm. or right. the so it's nice to think that there could be a place for our books no matter what yeah and I will tell you even like you know as many books as I have out as big of a readership as I have when I went traditional there were conversations of well we have to tone this down or we have to do things differently and it's like I have 27 books and my readership and numbers speak for themselves so yeah I think that there there's something to be said for authors who read the genres that they write and know what they want to read and know what their readers are enjoying. And I think that sometimes people look at numbers and they look at like data and there's only so much that you can put into data as far as what readers enjoy, because I know what my readers love because I am my reader. I write for myself. And I, I always say with my stories, I read it as it, or I write it as if I'm the reader and I know what twists I would look for and what, how to trick myself. Uh, you know, this is what I would be guessing right now. So let me go a different direction. And that's so, so interesting. I love that. that you're yeah. right. Because I think that I do the same thing. I've just never been able to put my finger on it. You kind of just verbalize it. Yeah. I do that too. I kind of put myself in the place of the reader. Exactly. And then lead myself in a certain direction and then pull my, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I've never. I think, I think it was Stephen King, but I could be wrong. But someone, when I first started writing, there's a quote. And it said, to be a great writer, you have to be two things at once, the reader and the writer. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, that just stuck with me. And I was like, that that's why, I mean, I live and breathe this genre. This is the only genre I read. And I, I just, like I said, when I write, I am the reader too. And I know 
what I would expect and what I would hope for and what I would love. And I think that being self-published, you really get to, to put all of that out there without having to cater to anyone else. And there is some satisfaction in that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, publishing is an industry. They know what they're they're trying to crank out for these certain genres, but that doesn't necessarily mean that 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 mold is going to be you know satisfying for every reader out there. We all are looking for something with just that little that little hint of spice, that little bit of difference where you're kind of going, I don't know what it is about this author's stuff. I can't put my finger on it, but man, I just, I love everything that they write. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's, you've kind of spent 20 some odd books yeah, doing that. Yeah. It would be really hard to, to pull back on that if somebody said, no, don't do it that way anymore. <laughs> what was the response when you did say that I kind of know my my readership? Was that a conversation you had with the publishing house or? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just more along the lines of like some of the books that I submitted weren't, they didn't want certain things. We had to change a lot, I will say. Mm -hmm. A lot of the stuff that I, that I did was changed um, to fit their mold. And so, like I said, I have, 27 books that are indie and all the rest of mine will be indie. I just, mm -hmm. I love having the control. And I, I want to, at the end of the day, I really want to write the stories that I want to tell. And I want mm -hmm. to, I mean, like I said, I have, I have built up a readership that supports my family that comes back book after book after book mm -hmm. and loves my work. And so I'm not going to change and upset them and do something different when what I'm doing, I love and they love. So there, it just doesn't make sense for me to change what I'm doing, you know? No. And yeah. And when you're a storyteller, you want to tell the story that you yeah. want to tell. Otherwise, why? I, I think, why do it? Exactly. It's why very hard. Somebody else's story. Yes. Yeah. I think if I'd come into it, like not having the experience behind me that I did, it would have been like, well, this is how it goes. And this is what you're supposed to do. But because I came into it with all this experience behind me, I was like, no, this is not how I work. You know, this is how I, and I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. They could be totally right. And I could be a million times more successful if I was listening to them. But, but would know, you be happy? I, mean, exactly I guess it comes down, down, to, yes, right down to that. Absolutely. And I'm so happy doing what I'm doing and telling the stories that I love. And I have a, an amazing team behind me, my editors. But at the end of the day, even their suggestions, if I don't want to take it. I don't have to. And there's mm -hmm. no power in that and being able to say, no, this is this is the way I want it to go. And you know, if my readers love it, that's great. And if not, then that's my bad. You know, the fault falls on me, but the the praise falls on me too. So, mm -hmm. and it's still uh, your story at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. it's, you still you own every piece of it. And I mean, my whole thing is, I don't know that I would know how to do the production end of it. Like that's yeah. the part that intimidates me. I can do the editing part. I you know I can work through that. Um, as much as I love to play on Canva and graphic design, I think I could probably get the cover down. Yeah. Laura knows my, I'm going to say mild addiction, but I feel like there's probably a support group I need to be in. Mediocre addiction. <laughs> it's pretty probably, bad. Probably. Um, but, you know, I, I think that side of it I could do, but actually getting the formatting and figuring out how to get it all out there, that's the part that intimidates me. And I wonder if, if that's the part that intimidates other authors as well. You know, the marketing side of it, I actually have a background in marketing, but I don't know that I know how to market a yeah. book, you know, and how to do the ads, like you said. Sure. But I wouldn't even know how to get to the formatting part of it to have anything to sell because I, I don't know that I could do that to even get to the ads part. Yeah. That's so intimidating. The good thing is formatters are relatively inexpensive. You can hire them to do it. Um, 
I have Vellum, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. It's a program that I use and it's literally, you upload the document. It's, I learned it in like two hours. You just click oh. buttons, it all puts it together for you. And then mm -hmm. I love it because I can go back and make all the edits that I need to. If, if a reader finds a typo or if I need, you know, I go back and update my back matter as often as I release, I do that pretty often. And, and so I can go in and do that anytime rather than having to pay a formatter to do it every single time I need an edit done. Um, and so that's also easy. And there are a ton of formatters out there um, in the writing groups that I'm in. That's how I found them when I first started because I didn't know how to do it either. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all. And then, like I said, with ads, I took courses and did Google. And I mean, you just play around with really small budgets in the beginning, $3 a day and that sort of thing and, mm -hmm. and learn as you go, you know. That's great information. And I know Laura and I have talked about Vellum before. And yeah. Is that with Mac? Yeah, it is Mac, but you can do Mac in the cloud, um, which is like you, you can do it on a Windows computer, but you pay like per hour to use a Mac operating system. Oh. Um, I know a lot of authors that do it that way, so they can do it on Windows. There's also something called like Juto or something that's like for... Um, Windows computers, which is supposed to be similar, but I've never used it, so I'm not 100% I'm not sure. I'm going to go back and watch this video. I'm going to start writing down notes <laughs> because I'm like, I'm sitting here listening to you talk and I'm going, wheels are spinning. Oh, <laughs> you guys are the teachers. I'm pulling out my whiteboard now. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take notes. It's going to be highlighted. It's going to be color coded, organized in files. <laughs> we all like our research, don't we? A little bit. Yeah, exactly. I get lost in it sometimes. Oh, and, and a part of me, you know, avoiding the self publishing thing too is. I'm afraid that I'll get so into that that I'll like get so distracted and not do anything else. Because again, I, I tend to hyper focus like I do yeah. with Canva. Mm -hmm. I get lost in it. I would get lost in Vellum too. I'd have a feeling I would it's hard to balance, isn't it? I know that you yes. have a daughter, Kirsten. Is it I is do, it yeah. I have a four-year-old. Personal life four with, um, the life of a busy author. Yeah, you know, it's really nice because um, my husband stays home with her. So we're only having to juggle my work schedule. And I work basically what I would work if I worked full time. So six to eight hours a day. And I do all of my, you know, my writing is usually half the day. And then all the administrative stuff is the other half. Um, and then I have like book clubs in the evenings and stuff. But for the most part, I mean, we're all home together and, and we get to, you know, every time that I'm not doing work, we get to spend time together. So mm -hmm. it's all just been, you know, and then like I get to travel for um, conferences and they get to go with me. And so it's really oh, nice. We oh, get to make nice. little memories and, and stuff yeah. around my signings when life is normal, but mm -hmm. <laughs> we make no. it work. Diane's question, because we, we were mentioning, you know, your work schedule and all the you know, signings and things like mm -hmm. that. So how do you celebrate? your releases. And again, 27, 28, how many 29. books? Well, 29. Well, yeah. 29 books. Um, you've been having a lot of new releases to celebrate. So do you just party every day? Is it just an ongoing thing? And, you know, it's 6 p.m. Party starts. <laughs> no, um, you know, I really would have to have a party just about every month or two. Um, so my first releases were really big. You know, we went out the first dinner we celebrated as they've got as we've reached 29 it's kind of like birthdays like okay you know it's exciting but we don't have to go all out um I we usually have a dinner usually my husband especially now my husband will cook for us and um we'll do something small but the way that I celebrate is that my release day is the only day I guarantee myself off 
Um, oh, how so that's the only day that I'm like, I'm not doing any work. I'm not scheduling anything. I'm going to sit mm-hmm. book or watch TV or spend time with my family and I will not touch my computer. Um, I think that's an excellent. Yeah, that's a great way to treat yourself. Yeah, it really is. It really is. All right. So book news. We talked about your new release, Widow Falls, coming out. Um, and so, yeah, we, Laura and I write. Uh, Laura writes more. Right. <laughs> Editing, writing. Laura's editing. Um, I've been doing other things. <laughs> right now, I'm writing a professional development course. That's for our teachers. That's less fun, but still writing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Got to get back to my pirate story. Accommodating tests, physics tests for eighth graders. <laughs> our writing has been writing. slightly less glamorous. Of you. <laughs> so I am editing the third book still. Of yes. Yellow and so. you released the title to your third book. We don't have the cover yet. Yep, and yeah. the title is a home for the stars a home yeah. for the stars it hit me and i wanted to change it and publishing house let me so that was nice that i was allowed to do that so. yes and this week um i released the cover for Woo! traveler which is coming out in march so we finally got our our cover here and I love this cover so much they managed to capture our main character Shelby Starling up there and her her you know well she's just very snarky and kind of a little bit of a badass and I like her and they the the expression on Shelby there is perfect um but little things that you notice in there we've got the um the pyramids of Egypt we've got a little corner of the Colosseum the Mm -hmm. compass all those little things um that give you a little hint of some of the places that Shelby will be and some major things going on in those places. And of course, I promised that we would show some of the covers for Kirsten's books. And so our little Yay! secret is the one that I recently read. Um, the arrangement is the one that Laura read. And of course, Widow Falls has just released. Look at that waterfall going through the O. I neat. love it. <laughs> I love it too. Oh, and the W too. See, that's so cool. It's just awesome. Great job on this cover. When I first saw the arrangement cover, I was like, this is super cool because her fingers on that wedding band, kind of easing that off her finger. Like, it's not moving, but you know exactly what's Mm -hmm. happening there. I loved that cover. Really, really cool. Yeah, that's neat, too. And Our Little Secret, if you've not read it, um, when you read Our Little Secret, you know exactly why the cover is, what the cover is. And it is just a little bit haunting there. I absolutely love that cover too. Um, great books, all three of them. So guys, go get you some of Kirsten's books. There are plenty to choose from and all of them are good. So you definitely want to go and do that. Oh, lots of folks are tuning in. We've got, uh, mm-hmm. lots of folks. Sorry guys. I was doing other things and I'm just now catching up on the comments yeah. over here. Um, you guys are fantastic and joining us today and Kirsten, I want you to, um, as we're kind of wrapping up here, let folks know where they can find you on social media so that they can catch up with you and everything going on with you. Yeah. So I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, just about everywhere. And my username is always the same. It's Kirsten Modulin Author um, everywhere but Twitter because it wouldn't let me do that long. So it's just K Modulin Author. But (laughs) you can find me there. um, And I'm very active. I'm I'm a typical millennial and always on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. Um, so you can find me and, and I respond to all my messages and comments as soon as I can. So 
I do love that you are so accessible to your fans and your readers. It is really awesome. Readers, I I don't know if readers really understand how much authors do love to hear from them. Um, And we we do our best to get back with them as much as we can. Um, And you are fantastic at that, at engaging with your readers. So you truly have a gift in that regard. And so guys, pick up one of her books. And, and, you know, reach out, let her know what you thought. Authors love to hear yeah. that. So we, Kirsten's definitely accessible for you to so do that as well. So find her on social media. Laura, tell everybody where you are on social media too. Well, I just got on TikTok. After Bless Kirsten. your heart. I'm, I had more views than I thought I would, but I'm L. Kemp writes everywhere um, on TikTok, on Instagram. I believe on Twitter. I'm not super active there. And then Facebook my Kemp Camp page, and we'll be doing a ghost hunt tomorrow night on Kemp yes. Camp on the second line. Yeah. Yep. So Kemp Camp, which is Laura's Facebook group and my Hi. Facebook group, Nola's second line. Um, we join forces on a lot of different fun things. And Laura's going to be my guest tomorrow night for a special event of Dead Folks Tales brought to you by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, just like BYOB is. And we're going to do a little bit of a ghost hunt tomorrow um, at the Anderson Cemetery, which is going to be a lot of fun. And my guest is, is going to be from the New Orleans Ghost Hunters. And then we have our regular Dead Folks Tales show that will be following immediately after that, um, where we're going to chat with the New Orleans Ghost Hunters. So we've got a fun night on Dead Folks Tales coming up for you tomorrow with Laura Kemp. And of course, I am Nola Nash. I am at Nola's Second Line on Facebook. And I am at Nola Nash Writes on Instagram and Twitter as well. So join us, reach out to us, and make sure that you tune in next month for another edition of BYOB. Bring your own booze, books, boys, bubbles, whatever. Starts with your buddies. We got Kirsten. We brought a, we brought a buddy today is what we did. We brought a buddy. So we thank you so much for joining us, Kirsten, and for all of you who have commented and are joining us, whether you're watching us live or you're watching on the replay or listening to the audio podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This has been BYOB, a syndicated, syndicated, copyrighted podcast of Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. And special thanks to our producer, Roman Sirotin, and our executive producer, Pam Stack. We hope that you will join us again next time. Thanks so much, Kirsten. And we will see you all very soon. Bye.